Welcome to the weekly Fallout Sports Show with J&E. I'm Eric Indicott here with Jay Mickens. Sports show where we talk all about sports and a lot of stuff happening this last weekend and high school football and some crazy stuff last night and yeah. Major League Baseball uh, in the in the championship series for for MLB and and yeah I yeah mean, I love it. crazy stuff. Well, well, hey, before we get going, like where's your pink? Breast cancer. Oh, I got razor. pink socks on. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. I like it. Well, uh, obviously, Breast Cancer Awareness Month is a big. Uh, month for all levels of sports, right? You know, you and I have seen it from the peewee level all the way up uh, to the NFL players, you know, Major League Baseball players. It's kind of cool, you know, seeing those guys, you know, still represent, you know, the, the fight for, for breast cancer. So I yeah, wanted to make an announcement that before we, we jump into this week's hot topics, E. Yeah, hot topics, uh, hot topics going on, and, and your phone going to be going off. Well, the time. <laughs> hey, well, here's the deal. You know, people are hitting me up, and and this is going to be about the weekly call out. I am getting so many calls and emails. I can't wait to jump into that that yeah. part of the show. But I got it on silent now. So, so hot topic. Yeah. The Arizona Cardinals and the NFL are undefeated. I don't know if anybody's seeing that happening, and and uh, at the beginning of the season. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury has that team uh, just playing really yeah. well with Murray and, and everyone else. Yeah, bro, they're doing a phenomenal job. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I consider them the Houston Texans of the West Coast. I mean, they got Hopkins. They obviously got J.J. Watt. Kyler Murray, he's a Texas kid, played at Allen High School, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. I, I look at them as as our team yeah. on the West Coast, yeah. right? But doing a phenomenal job, um, you know, big win up in Cleveland. Uh, this weekend, you know, Kingsbury uh, wasn't there because of, you know, he had COVID, COVID right? Yeah. So he wasn't allowed to coach. And what people don't understand is that, yeah, granted, managers in baseball, head coaches in NFL, a lot of times teams can play without those guys. Because even on the football level, that head coach is really just a manager, yeah. right? Yeah. However, Kingsbury is also the offensive coordinator. Yeah. So that's different. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting to see how they were going to do. But they, they went up to Cleveland and rolled them. Yeah. You know, defensively, offensively, special teams. They are, you know, playing good football on, on every part of the and game. And it's not like Cleveland's a bad team this yeah. year. You know, at the beginning of the season, they came out. They're beating folks and all that. I think they've dropped the last couple. Mm -hmm. But uh, but good football team. So, yeah, hats off to the Cardinals. Yeah. Man, that's they're, they're that's doing huge. A phenomenal job. Um, and then Kiffin to Knoxville. What's going on? Oh, man. So, for the ones that don't know uh, or don't recall this, um, you know, Lane Kiffin was the old, you know, coach for Tennessee Volunteers. I don't begrudge him for leaving because USC was his heart. That's where he was from. He took the job at Tennessee, built the program up for about a year, and was like, oh, USC is offering me the job, and he left. Left a lot of people upset and uh, good old Rocky Top. <laughs> and let's just say that uh, they wanted to welcome him back in a very unique way. Normally, you get booze, and you expect that, right? You expect to hear certain things from the crowd. However, this is one thing that was crazy. They started throwing golf balls at him towards the end of the game. The game had to be stopped for 25 minutes. They had to pull all of the Ole Miss staff and the players off of their sideline and put them into the middle of the field. And, Eric, you name it, they were throwing it. Yeah. Ketchup bottles, mustard bottles, mayonnaise bottles. Yeah. Like, but the golf ball, like somebody literally hit them with a golf ball. Yeah. And, and if you remember the uh, Malice in the Palace, 
Right, go back oh, to that yeah. Detroit Absolutely. Pistons and Absolutely. Indiana, Indiana Pacers. Great documentary out on that. It on is, Netflix, yeah. it is, I, and it was great. I loved seeing the you know the, the detail behind the stories of it all. But it, when Lane Kiffin was walking to the locker room, mm-hmm. you remember when they were throwing on Ron Artest and Reggie oh, Miller, yeah, and Jermaine yeah, yeah. O'Neal, yeah. Stephen Jackson, they were doing that to Lane yeah. Kiffin. Yeah, and Lane Kiffin, because he can't help himself, throws his visor. <laughs> <laughs> Up into the stands and throws at the number one because Ole Miss end up getting getting the victory. So crazy, crazy things. And you know, then of course Tennessee gets that uh, letter in the mail to the tune of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, not enough in my opinion. Uh, mob mentality it never works in sports. Um, it's a cancer on sports in my opinion. Um, it happens at all levels, you know, and 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 fans and and uh, just getting out of control. And there's a line. I mean. You know, go there, root for your team, uh, be passionate about that, yell at them, cuss at you. Like, I, I get all that stuff, but when you resort to physical violence, right. um, that's over the line. Right. I, I don't care what level you're on. It's just, you know, there's, right. it's all, you know, the newest trend is all these uh, uh, fans fighting in stands at baseball games and football games. And it's yeah. like, you know. Um, and I never understand that because yeah. I'm thinking, so here's the deal. Even if you're sitting in mid-level seats, Right. Say you and I go to the game. Say mm-hmm. that, you know, I bring you to the game. Right. And I say, hey, I want to I want to, you know, take you out. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm paying at least 200 bucks because why would I take you to the game? We sit in nosebleed yep. because then you can be like, Jay, we could have stayed and watched it at the house. Yep. So I got to get us good tickets, which means that at least 100 bucks a piece. Would yep. you agree? Yeah. OK. Now we're going to want to get some drinks. We're going to want to get some food. You can't go outside the state. And we know those prices are marked up by 500 mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. Right. So in turn, for this trip and a game, we're probably all in two hundred, three hundred dollars, mm-hmm. depending on how long we get there. Or we get there early and want to, yep. you know, like let it all soak in. So why would we want to do that just to get kicked out? Yeah, I mean, to me, it's just you know, there's there's uh, there's an idiot in every group, you know, and and uh, when you add so many people to you know, hundreds of thousands of people or, you know, tens of thousands of people at a sporting event. Um, you know, and I've, I've seen both sides of it. I, I remember going to the Red River um, rivalry, yeah. uh, OU, Texas, yeah. um, you know, years ago and, and uh, sitting, you know, it's, it's, you know, I know when you look at the stadium, it's all either burnt orange or, or uh, crimson, but, um, you uh, you know, you're you're still around the other folks, right? And and <laughs> I made good friends, you know, with the, with the team opposite yeah. of who I was rooting for. Right. And, and and then there were some jackasses that were on the side I was rooting for that was you know drunk or uh, making a fool of themselves and right. stuff like that. Right. So there's always that idiot. There's right. always that idiot in any social group. And and you know that's just you know what I think. And and uh, it's just unfortunate because you know that mob mentality. Once one person does it. Then it then it then it grows and, yeah. and and adds on and then and then once the melee starts once mm-hmm. it you know then it you know adds on you brought up the the malice in the palace you know everything was done and then this one guy thinks he's gonna <laughs> he's he's yeah. designated fighter right. to come on the floor after Ron Artest has already been brought out of the stands right and and getting and, and wants to fight square up and and wants to fight and and he was part of that documentary and he yeah. didn't do himself because he was like oh you know he was justified right. it was just 
you know, just, right. just silly. So right. unfortunate, man, but it's just, I was always going to be there because idiots are everywhere and it just happens. So, yeah, um, yeah, just really, really unfortunate. Definitely so. unfortunate. But yeah, but you know, that so, was. That so was now it. to baseball and um, let's go Dodgers first because. Well, yeah, both games. Oh, yeah, both games were um, unbelievable. And it looked like, back. well, I'll do, I'll do Astros first. It looked like the Red Sox just had. The Astros number just pitching was on point. The Astros, stockings, the red stockings. Yeah, okay. the I mean, red stockings. Remember, we got to keep this going. Yeah, this couldn't. The red stockings just <laughs> were were just dominating pitching wise over Houston's prolific offense, and and um, and then the ninth inning happened. Wow. And 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 then just I don't know you know what clicked and you know yeah you know I what mean, it is yeah the Astros get two outs yep and yeah it, two outs and and, and it, it's amazing how many. Two out RBIs have happened in these playoffs, you know. So the Astros oh, are a big it was, part of that. It was seven runs just last night. Yep. You know, well six because one of them was an error. That's right. Yeah. Correct. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So so six earned, one was an error. But I mean, to get six runs, mm-hmm. two outs. Yeah. You know, top of the ninth inning is crazy. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, Astros doing what they always do. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, it's 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 so much going on, right? You know, you got the game inside the game because. You know, you got Alex Cora, which was all in the midst of the supposed, you know, Stein stealing. And I think I'm being a little homer here by saying supposed. I think you and I both know that it was happening. It happens all over. I think it's just about who gets called. Right. Yeah. And um, well, it, it, I mean, and, and I play Devis advocate there. You know, I've always thought the Astros were absolutely stupid and and. It, you know, the best y'all can come up with is banging a trash can that can go back and be analyzed, video and audio. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, what are you doing? You well, know, like, but, but I think that that's the reason why they were doing it was because everybody was doing it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The, so culture, the culture's there, definitely. Yeah, right. I get that. But, and, yeah. and, and, and we all know how Major League Baseball is. They, they love to turn a blind eye until things come out the light, and then all of a sudden they want to go behind, behind the curtain mm-hmm. and come out all appalled and shocked. I go back to McGuire and Sammy Sosa. You mean to tell me they didn't know that those two and Barry Barnes were doing steroids? Yeah, but here's the deal. Major League Baseball's ratings were hurting. They needed a storyline to get ratings back up. Oh, great, we got these three dudes hitting balls in parking lots. I remember, and, and, the, home and, 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 and I remember the home run race right, between exactly. McGuire and Sosa. It, it, right, yeah, you know, absolutely. and then Bonds getting his feelings hurt because he wasn't getting credit and he wanted to jump in. Next thing you know, he's knocking balls into the Pacific Ocean. Right, in, in Literally. Turn, right, and, and in turn, right. But then when you start seeing other guys that historically have hit twelve home runs a year, now they're hitting thirty a year. Mm-hmm. They knew, right. So same situation here. Major League Baseball knew mm-hmm. that teams were stealing signs. That's not anything that they were not aware of. It's just right. They got caught. But anyway, yeah. great game. You know, whatever happened. You know, Cora and, and the whole deal. I love it. I love yeah. the the attitude. I love the. The time, mm-hmm. you know, with Cora hitting, but then the rest, uh, red stockings giving it back to him, and and he said good, it was his time. He was quoted as saying that. Yeah. They're like media was trying to get a a storyline going there. It's like Correa, they're using your thing, or doesn't that upset you? He's like, no, it's. I mean, it, he did good. It was his time. I, I think it's great. I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I love that. You know, he stayed above the fray. Um, and and now getting over to the Dodgers game. Wow. So this is. Interesting because unlike the Astros and Red Sox, where it was two-two, so nobody was leaving. Dodgers down five-two, right? Bottom yep. of the eighth inning. Yep. You see people leaving. Like they even had cameras of seeing people get in their car, pull off, and they're getting 
onto the freeway to head home. It's 5-2. Eric. Let's, let's go beat the traffic, right? Hey, the Lakers are going to be playing, right, opening night for NBA, and yeah. they want to get home and get dinner going, get the kids in bed, yeah. right, so they can get ready for the Lakers and Warriors. Great opening night game. Well, those fans. Yeah, they missed a big one. <laughs> they missed yeah. a big one. You, you, you know, we just talked about people doing dumb stuff in the stadium mm-hmm. to get kicked out. Yeah. I want to say it's even dumber to leave a game early. Why would you do that? Especially when you know that your offense is capable of putting up runs at a blink of an eye. I think it's one thing if it's a total blowout, you know. Yeah, but but 5-2, 5-2. Oh, I'm with you. Yeah, absolutely. Bellinger, three-run home run. Bow, 5-5. Right? And then, of course, you know, Mookie Bell. Well, the next guy after that got a a single. Uh, And then, of course, after that, Wow. Like, guys, we can't make this up. I, I don't want to show the camera, but I cannot wait to get to the weekly call-out. This is <laughs> this has been happening all morning, yeah. all morning long. Anyway, but getting to, you know, uh, whoever got on base, and then, of course, you know, belts, right? You know, yeah, just I'm coming with, in. I'm with you there because when the Astros went up 9-2 to two and put up those seven runs in the ninth inning, um, I didn't turn it off. I didn't know it was a done deal. And guess what? I mean, because the Red Stockings could come out and and do the exact same thing. Exactly. I mean, if one team just put up seven, (laughs) then wouldn't it make sense another team could put up eight or seven or six or get it close, you know? So, especially with those offenses, right? I watched the whole thing. You know, I mean, if we're talking to Cleveland Indians, right? If we're talking about teams that, you know, got to bunt and advance runners and got to manufacture runs. But everybody for the Dodgers, the Astros, the red stockings, mm-hmm. even the brace to an extent, they can swing the bat. They got guys that can hit it. And guess what? In that Astros game, we saw yeah. it was two outs, bases loaded. Yeah. What happens if they if he's a grand slam? Yeah. Now we're looking at nine six. Like exactly. just a lot that can go on. Especially, there. especially in a series where two outs doesn't mean it's the end of the inning. Especially exactly. when teams are putting up runs. Big time with with two outs left. So hats off to the Dodgers and the Astros, especially our Astros. Made it a series. Was worried if we didn't pick that up. Still got to play tonight, I guess, at at the Red Sox. And then come back to Houston for the final two games. Um, And so they just kind of... Made sure that that okay, they got to come back. They need that one tonight, but yeah. they've made it a and, series and and in uh, yeah. both in both sides. I mean, you know, the Dodgers and and the the Astros both were looking at being down three one. Yeah, and that's a tough hole to come out of. Um, you know, Absolutely. not saying that it's not possible as we've seen that, but three one is tough, yeah. right? And uh, for both teams to tie it up in such dramatic fashion, man, it was a great night yeah. for for Major League Baseball playoffs. Yeah. So, if you're watching tonight or the next night or whatever it is, watch the game. If you're there, don't leave early. Um, you know, part of that is is just being a fan and all that good stuff. Exactly. So, weekly call out. Being a fan. Being wow, a fan. being a fan. Yeah. This is this is crazy. Good segue. Oh man, like I-, I wish that you and I didn't have any connections to where we could just put everything on blast because yeah. we could we could probably get real jobs off of these storylines that we're getting. But we're gonna we're gonna stay surface level, all right? Eric, we're gonna stay surface level. Weekly call or yeah, the weekly call out. Uh, and uh, this one is gonna be Little League versus 
parents. Okay, mm-hmm. little leagues versus parents. Um, you know, Eric, with you being a former president of, of a little league football, very successful South County Football League here for the ones that don't know is one of the most prominent leagues, if not, you know, just the area, definitely citywide, and some would even argue statewide, uh, from the organization side of things to the actual uh, facilities. facilities to everything that we do, and and you, you know, help take over and and i felt like you know took it to another level i mean if it wasn't for you i wouldn't even be a board member um you know because i believed in you yeah (laughs) that's another subject for another day but um but definitely being on the board believing in you know giving back at a different level right um and and understanding the inside of things right obviously being a competition committee Mm -hmm. uh was huge for you know as well and that was kind of the big seller Mm because i wanted to get on the board and make a difference Mm -hmm. right so i'm going to defer to you on a lot of this stuff uh but for the ones that uh you know if you're a sports fan you guys aren't naive you see crazy things happen all over the world right in in youth sports and uh unfortunately we're trying to get that black eye away, but it seems like it keeps just coming back. We keep putting makeup on it, yeah. right? But then when that makeup gets washed off, you still see the black eye. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, um, it just keeps re- reoccurring. So, um, Eric, I, w- I wanted to ask you, um, in, in, in essence, of when you ran the league as a president and you were having to deal with parents that were, for you, twofold. There are parents of kids that you wanted to play in our league and help you know, teach these young men the great game of football, but they also were customers mm-hmm. to a degree. Yeah, it, it, so many other leagues, they could leave, go somewhere yep. else. So how much say-so do you think parents should actually have in, when it comes in regards to the way a league is ran and things of that nature? So it depends on which parents you're talking about, right? Because <laughs> parents run the league. Okay. So parents have the say-so. I was a parent. As president, uh, our VP admin was a parent, our uh, VP football operations was a parent, all our commissioners were parents, uh, all our board members were parents. So uh, we're all volunteers though, right? So it's a volunteer gig and, and you do the best you can and there's some things you can control in a big way and some things um, that, that not so much, um, you know. So as far as that goes, you know, um, you know, parents do have a lot of say so in what happens in the league because we're we're running the league. And and I didn't, um, you know, when I became in the league, I, I just wanted to coach my son. 2012, right? 2013 became head coach, um, and then you know the current board that was in place there. It's like, hey, Eric, well, will you become a board member? Yeah, absolutely. I'm out here anyway. I'll become a board member. I think my first year I was a sponsorship guy. Um, you were, then, I remember then, that. And then, you called him, you asking me for my yeah, sponsorship. Yeah. And so, and so the next year they put me, uh, on the competition committee as a commissioner. Uh, and then also, um, I was the Alliance, uh, representative. So Ooh. I got to meet that, uh, the, the president before Starkey, you know, he had plans so, you know, he, I guess he, but long story short, he recognized me and say, this is a guy that could probably run the league. And then the more he worked with me year over year, okay, this is our guy. Because Starkey stepped off and, um, um, you know, I was the guy. I never asked for it. I never ran for it. I never, you know, it wasn't something like, hey, I'm going to join this league so I can run it. And be you know, president, yeah. I, I just wanted to, <clears throat> what turned into, I just want to coach my son. Well, you're a Woodlands guy. You grew and, up playing and, in the league, correct? I, I did. So I played it in 1983 when it was called South County Athletic Association, which then turned into South County Football League. 
later on. But um, yeah, so I played it. So, you know, the community means a lot to me. The league meant a lot to me. Um, and, and uh, you know, so, so I did it. But, you know, once I started doing it, I was like, okay, I, I'm in this position. So I, you know, my number one thing was looking out for all the kids. And, and that means something different to different people. And it just pretends, pretend, or it, it depends on your perspective of, of how things should go. And if you don't know how the league runs and how things work, and that happens a lot, is I would get a complaint and I would have, um, and my, all my conversations were civil. I never had any highs or lows. You remember that. I've been cussed at, yelled at, and all that. My demeanor always stayed the same because at the end, Thanks. I knew that. In order to fix anything or do any better or anything like that, you have to have a civil conversation. Mm -hmm. So um, that's one thing that, that is just, um, you know, unfortunate about football and about Little League sports is um, there's a lot of emotions involved in it. Right. Right. And so um, I, I, I had one of those my freshman year. I learned from it. Emotional. You had one of those your freshman year when Jalen was there. Um, you learn from those mistakes like, oh, I just made an ass of myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and uh, you know, you learn from that. Mm -hmm. And so then it's about kind of helping everybody else understand what's going on. And, you know, uh, a lot of things come into play. But to answer, you know, I already answered it. But No, no, know, yeah, great, great. Yeah, yeah great. I mean, it, it's, it's, you know, parents do have yeah, all the say right. so because the ones that volunteer and put in that time, they run the league, and, and it's all volunteer work, and it ain't easy, you know. Um, I just wish that when there were issues that everybody kind of kept a civil tone and, 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 you know, had civility about what's going on because, you know, you know I, was literally, I was literally accused of hurting the kids. Right. You know, right, like, right. You know, I'm yeah. not playing. Like, what are you talking about? It is football. Right. Like, literally, you yeah, sign yeah. your kid up with the, you know, um, um, you know, yeah. very off chance that, hey, there's injuries that could happen. There's a lot of serious stuff that could happen playing football, um, you know, so. Yeah, and, and that's a great segue to my, to my next question that I have for you um, because, you know, we, we talk about the blame game, right? Um, and I know that as coaches – you know, whether I was just a newbie coach all the way up to where I am now being part of competition committee and, you know, serving as, you know, some, you know, resource to the current president uh, of the league, Rich Walters. Um, but being able to tell these coaches that not only do you have to control your sideline during the game, but you also have to manage your team. And that includes the parents. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and, and, and it puts us in a weird spot, right? We both have been in, in positions uh, before I was on the board. You were on there for two years, and I was kind of your guy, but I was not on the board. So, uh, you know, you I remember you had to help mentor me a couple of times of because I wanted to be loyal to my team. I mean, my parents were great parents. You know, I never had any issues on my team. Yep. I'm looking at these people like after every game we win, we go celebrate at Papa's. They, they're giving me great coaches' gifts, right? So it put me in a weird spot. However, when I joined the board, I started seeing the other side of things mm -hmm. a little bit different, mm -hmm. right, if that makes sense. So my question to you is, should the coaches be more loyal to the parents or more loyal to the league? They should be more loyal to both. And I know that doesn't answer your question directly, but that's how I feel about it. So this is what happens, right? So going into the league, everybody signs up and everybody comes out to tryouts and we're one big happy family. 
right? Hey, coaches, sure. they're happy that we gave them a coaching, uh, which isn't, um, uh, it's a privilege to get a coaching job out there, right? It's not a right, it's not, oh, I deserve this, or <laughs> I'm the best coach out here. We don't care. We want what's best for the kids. And, you know, we don't, it's not like we have this huge talent pool of coaches to choose from. It's whoever's stepping up to take on that voluntary role. So we all go out to tryouts, and I saw it happen every year. Um, you know, everything's fine. And then we form our teams. And those teams, and it's just tribalism. Those teams, okay, this is our tribe. We're the Seahawks. We're the, yeah. we're the Eagles. We're the Cardinals. Whatever it is. And, you know, it's us against everybody else. From a competitive standpoint, absolutely. I get it. I get it. But from a hatred standpoint, from an acting a fool standpoint, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from a, you know, um, you know, all those things, like, no, no, that's not, that's not the way little, in my opinion, it's not the way little league sports should work. Mm-hmm. These coaches have to understand that, you got to control your sidelines, whether you're winning or losing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and they also have to understand that referees will straight up tell you on every level, we're not going to get it all right. Donald will tell you, hey, we're going to get about 60% of it right. Not only do we not have a full refing crew, we have three refs out here, right? Um, we're not going to, we're not going to see everything, but we're doing the best we can. And, and that, and, and, and just a, a side note on the refs, those are the refs available to us. There right. are no other refs to go higher. Varsity level refs are not going to come ref for 45 bucks at SCFL when they got games on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, right. and they're making 80, 85 bucks. Right. They do not care. Right. I've had it happen one time, right. special event, Super Bowl, whole seven crew, varsity ref <laughs> out the refs out there. So, yeah. you know, we've even, we've even um, um, you know, uh, humored, okay, what if we switched um, schedulers, you know, Donald's our schedule. What if we switch schedulers? Well, come to find out, if we switch schedulers, he's still bringing the same refs out there. Exactly. We're just going through a different schedule. Right. Exactly. It's what's available. Right. Tasso certified in our area. Exactly. That type of deal. Now then, back to the teams. I want to add one more thing about the refs, and then I'll pass the mic back to you. But to add to your point, it, even in the NFL. Right now, granted, those guys still have full time jobs, right? But they get paid good money to coach. And here's the deal what's the purpose of instant replay? Why did they create that? Because those refs can't get every call right, and they still get it wrong with, with instant replay. No, the, Saints, the, the, Rams, no, yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah, still no, get the, it wrong but, with instant replay. So, I mean, but, but but the point I'm making is that it's in place for the reason of, yeah, these refs are human yeah. and they're not going to get every call right, and that's on the highest level, yeah, of, of football. And, and so, a lot of inexperienced parents they come into the league and they don't really understand that, and they also don't understand if they're not. Uh, haven't played sports and, and, and been in sports their whole lives and stuff which like that. Which is a lot of newbies. Refing, which is good and bad, is part of the game. It is part of the game. It's part of the game in football. It's part of the game in basketball. It's part of the game in, in, the, in the American League Championship Series when the ref missed a strike call, missed a ball call. You know, I mean, it is part of the game. You don't go back and say, okay, ref missed this call, so you got to give us points or we end up winning the game. It is part of the game. And parents really just don't understand that. So, you know, that that makes it tough. But, um, you know, so, um, yeah. Yeah, Okay. No, I like it. No, I like it. And and so so for the coaches, though. Okay, so so, so that point you're making up saying that you're showing how they should be loyal to – 
their team, right? Yeah, yeah, no, support your coach, but understand we're all part of the same family. Well, no, the coaches, no, no. So remember, remember my direct question was, it, should the coaches be more loyal to their their team or to both? And you said both. So, so, that, so now talk to me a little the, bit about how, how they should be supportive. So the coaches have to, the, to understand to how to manage a winning season and a losing okay, season. There it is. And it is a yep. lot harder to manage a losing season. You've been there. I've been there. We've been on both sides. You have a Super Bowl. I got a Super Bowl. I had great teams. Almost went undefeated. Thanks, BJ. But you I actually know, had two because I went up to Huntsville and won their Super Bowl. Man, just so, 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 <laughs> you know, yeah. So you got to be able to manage that, and and that's what the beauty of football is. Right. The sport of football right. is it transcends and teaches so many life lessons to those who participate and play. Right. Because when you win, you got to understand sportsmanship. Mm-hmm. You got to understand how to carry yourself with class. Mm-hmm. You got to understand that the hard work you just put in is showing results. Therefore, oh man, I work hard. It gives me results, right? When you're losing, okay, you got to fight through adversity. You got to help your kids understand, hey, this is life. Life isn't fair. You're not going to win everything you do. Right. So let's let's get some humility behind here. Yeah. Right. Now, I'm not saying that you can't um, have your showmanship with the refs. I did it. There's a psychological game goes on. You think you missed a call. I'm getting in that ref's ear and be like, hey, you owe me one. Like you just <laughs> missed one and you know it. And and there's that relationship. But I guarantee you, if you act a fool and you just cuss the refs the whole time, they aren't going to give you anything. They're going to, you know, that that's going to, mm-hmm. they're going to, they're going to turn against mm-hmm. you real quick. And, mm-hmm. and uh, it's going to be a hard game and, and it's just going to perpetuate. And that's the other thing with the coaches they don't understand is everybody follows their lead. Right. So I've been a part of all these types of games. I've been a part where roughing was terrible. I've been a part where there was some Homer ref, not going to mention what league that was in, but some Homer ref going on. Mm-hmm. I literally turned to my parents and told them, I'm about to get a personal foul. I apologize, but I think it needs to be done. And and I just had a private conversation with the ref. Didn't, you know, do anything I'm crazy. like I'm yeah, sportsman-like, like, yeah. yeah. Yep. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you want to clarify, you yeah, said personal foul. But my one parents were behind me. They think you went crazy yeah, out there. Yeah, my parents were behind me. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've never had a, a kid quit. My team, regardless of what was going on yeah. in, in the in the league, um, you know, I've had one one kid last game walk out because because Mama Bear was mad uh, because I was going to sit him for a quarter and uh, he hadn't shown up for practice for two weeks. Yeah, and she thought that that was going over the top for for letting him know, hey, you got to show up for practice. This is part of the deal. Yeah, and you're going to have to sit the quarter. Yeah, yeah. And, and she left. So good riddance. Wow. Like, yeah. I okay. Mean, so so just some. Just some a lot of irrational thinking uh, when it comes to a lot of this stuff, and just really understanding what it takes to run a league, yeah. and and uh, what's behind it. I, I I will I will stand behind the rest and say they are not out to get anybody. They could care less who wins. I will say this: um, some of them not so good. Some of them get a little lazy. And, and, and their game time appearance. And, and it's our job as a league to address that, mm-hmm. to meet with the refs mm-hmm. before the game start. I used to meet with the refs and have a huddle every Saturday morning, said, hey, this is what y'all need to look out for. Hey, this ref and crew, you're playing these guys. This coach is, is mad, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So everybody was on the same page. Mm-hmm. And then it's important to communicate all that stuff. 
coin toss, get the coaches out there, have the refs talk to them, build those relationships. Right. Know every. I always knew every ref's yeah, first and, name. And, and, and you know, and it's funny you say that because I love the fact that when I go out there now, um, these refs still remember me, and they yeah. still come up and talk to me, and they speak to me. Hey, Jay, yeah. how are you? Yeah. Because, like you, to your point, you know, yeah. we, we built those relationships. Well, y'all, I, I will say that um, this topic hit a nerve with you. Like, you, you're fired up today. Yeah, I mean, I'm passionate about it, man, because I've been on both sides of it. And don't get me wrong, I, I, I understand. I get it. If, if anyone wants to talk to me about it, all, all day long, all day long. But you will come civil and have a civil conversation with me because we're not in junior high. And we're not on the playground, right? And no one's, no one's killed or kidnapped anybody or anything like that. So if you want to improve stuff, if you want to make things better, Right, come correct with with your attitude and, yeah. and civility, and and get involved and and help make a difference. Yeah. But also understand when you're around kids, there is never ever ever anything worth going after anybody. There is no fighting reasons in little league sports. Period. I do not care what even you think, on, on the professional what you level. Think, oh well, this ref was going. He you know. You know, he was going after a coach, or this ref was terrible, or, oh, that kid dirty hit my son. That kid plays dirty. I'm going to go talk to his dad. I don't care what you think your reason is to fight. You look like a fool. <laughs> and, and I'm just going to say that flat out. I've been there. I've looked like a fool. You've looked like a fool. I had to break up one of, you know, not to, not to throw you under, but there was a game where I literally looked at one of my all-time favorite guys on your team and said, really? Because he's saying, you know, stuff, yeah. and, and I'm get get off the field, Paris. Like, but really you know, gonna... but it, and I'm glad you said that. But you know, and that's why I'm glad that at that point I was already a board member. Because to your point, you know, and which by the way, I think you answered my question perfectly about it being both, yep. being loyal to the league, and yeah. because in that moment, yeah. I had to be loyal to my parents and have their back. But I also had to be loyal to the league and control my parent. But and, and, and to break that, I, I won the game. But if you remember, the first thing I did was I walked way over yeah, there in the field because well, I, got, I needed you to see well, and everybody got, else. So that something. way I wouldn't be suspended. Yeah, you had something thrown at you that 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 you know caused a big melee. You were called um, uh, a, a racist name, and and it was it was terrible. And in that. Um, you know, that, but it's okay. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But I walked away because I knew. But your was, job, but your job. The other thing is your job to your parents, and part of being loyal to your parents is helping them understand. Hey, thanks never, for having my back, but don't jump the fence. Thanks for having my back, yep. but nothing's worth fighting out here. Right. You know, we right. can all make this better. We right. can all fix this problem. Right. If there's a refing issue, guess right. what? We're going to talk to yeah. that ref. If there's a particular ref that was a huge problem, right. he's gone. I've kicked refs out of our league before, never came back. Told, told Donald can't, can't no. be here. No, that's all true. All that stuff. That so is true. It's just a matter of how you, you know, how you handle right. it. Right. And then, and then right. the whole teaming up. And then there's a teaming up that happens. Right. And everybody, hey. Right. You, you well, said, and, yeah. and also, too, just for the ones that, that are, you know, wanting to know a little bit more behind the scenes of what we're talking about, you know, my team, we're, we're in the playoffs, quarterfinals. We're beating this team pretty bad, and their season is over with. So they have nothing to lose. Whereas me, my team, my parents, we have everything to lose if something goes south mm -hmm. to the point to where, you know, I even had to be, almost be considered as being suspended because 
although I tried to break it up and stop things and we got things under control, but you know, um, it was just one of those deals that was very unfortunate. However, nothing got crazy. It didn't go too, too far to the left. However, to your point, that's where you have to, as a coach, understand your spot, whether you're a board member or not, you've got to know that, yes, be loyal to your guys, but also help them understand yeah. you're better yeah. served staying on this side of the fence, allowing us, because liability issues. I mean, what, what, what if a kid gets run over? Come I mean, crazy and adult. Like, at the so end of the day, at the end of the day, that's that's the sad thing about little sports. We're all about the kids, and then and adults let their emotions get in the way and over uh, cloud that right. uh, thing up. You know, and 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 for coaches, like it doesn't. I've been a part of many games where I've literally turned, walked over to a dad, uh, not to embarrass him, say, "Hey, over the top," or just to my whole sideline, turned around, it's like, "Hey, guys, I got this," because. Your parents, if they're going absolutely nuts, I'm not saying, come on, Blue. I'm not saying that. Right. I'm saying you're, you know, just right. just berating the referees. Um, if 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 you don't understand as a coach that that doesn't help you in that game with those refs, like you have to be. And what do the refs say? Who's the coach I'm talking to? Yep. That guy, right. he's the head coach. That's who I'm talking right. to. They right. don't want to hear from assistant coaches. <laughs> they don't want to hear from, from the chain gang. They don't want to hear from the mom who's 75 yards from the play who thinks there was a holding 10 yeah. yards behind the play. Or and worse should, the chain gang. Yeah. Or the, yeah. yeah, or, oh yeah, yeah. the chain the gang chain or gang, on yeah. visitor side. So, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, oh, man, it's a complex topic. And, you know, at the, at the end of the day, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm a parent. So I get, how everybody feels about their own kid. I'm not, you know, always stick up for your kid. Always, always be there for your kid. But at the same time, like, you got to be a model for your kid. You, your behavior is a model. You're basically showing them how to act as an adult. Yeah. And if you, you know, and everybody's going to have their moments. So if you have a moment, act a fool, you know, you got to, you got to readdress that. Right. 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 And you right. got to readdress right. that with the kids and say, hey, that was wrong. Um, because if you're not correcting that behavior, then you're doing something terrible yeah. for your kids. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 that you know that's just how I feel about it. To your point, I am very passionate about it. You know how much I dealt with, um, you yeah. know, being president of SEFL and never wanted to wear that hat. Yeah, I mean, I I literally got threats to bodily harm, and that was the worst it ever got. But I literally got threats to bodily harm, and those people had no idea how much time. An effort I spent making sure right. their kid could have right. a football season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's great stuff, man. Um, you know, I, I, I would love, and I don't know if we can make this happen, right? You know, we got to see if our amazing producer can take it to the suits. But I, I would love to have somewhat of like a, a town hall meeting, right? You know, I would love to get, you know, a couple of presidents of the league. I would love to get, you know, a couple of board members from leagues. And then I also would love to get, some coaches and some parents, right? You know, kind of have a little mixture of a voice, right? And see, you know, how we can get this all together. Because if we keep sweeping it underneath the rug, mm -hmm. eventually that rug is going to get up to the ceiling. Well, right? it, all, it, it all goes back to leadership, right? So you got to have communication. Communication is, uh, uh, you know, the best part of any relationship, obviously. Um, and, and so um, you got to be out there. And, and, you know, sometimes I've listened to, to, you know, parents yell at me for, you know, 30 minutes and, and I heard them and I listened and yeah. I didn't say a word. I yeah, listened yeah. to every single word or, or I read a, 
um, a, a 10 paragraph email when I, in the middle of my work day, yeah, yeah. when I didn't have time and I addressed all those emails, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, people coming here and there and you can't get to all of them. You can't. And, and at the end of the day, you know, if a person's irrational and they're set in their ways, you know, there's just nothing that you can say to them to sway them right. back to the side of reason. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm with you. Communication is is the biggest part because a lot of these per people are coming to uh, coming coming with an argument. They just don't understand. Yeah. And they're like, why why don't y'all do this? Like, this is how it works. Oh, right. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. I see. Oh, okay. Why don't y'all get different refs? There's a shorting ref in the city of Houston, the state of Texas. The refs in our area are the refs in our area. Right. Yeah. You're not going to unless you pay a lot more, which you can't do and financially uh, be sustainable right. as a league, right. as a nonprofit organization. Right. You know, but that was my first thing is like, yeah. you know, people come. Y'all need different rest. Like you're going to give us more money or are you going to find them? Because I've already done my due diligence and they're not around. You know, all right. Yeah. Well, hey, look, guys, I'm going to let Eric calm down. All right. <laughs> we're about to take a quick break. Yeah. When we come back, we're going to be talking some high school football. We're going to go over our games from last week, update you guys on me and Eric's predictions and where we stand in our race to see who's the best in predicting these games. And then, of course, we'll be talking about the games that are coming up this weekend. So stay tuned. Woodlands Online is committed to serving our local community. From news and events coverage to shows and blogs, everything we do is hyper-local. Woodlands Online, by the Woodlands, for the Woodlands. All right, we're back, folks, uh, here with J&E, uh, weekly fallout sports show. Uh, and now we get to talk about high school football. Yeah. Um, great high school football action. Um, had some upsets or some, some, some games that we didn't think would go a certain way uh but let's go over that now so we'll start with uh, the 5a yeah with the 5a um you know lake creek got a big win yeah over lamar consolidated they did they did nice win their first district win of the season uh you know they changed some things up defensively they got a little bit more aggressive uh secondary play great um but the the highlight was uh you know a true freshman you know one of my pine boys uh tpe nation representing got called up from the freshman team the come play varsity um got in a couple carries uh the first half but then the second half they started feeding and he ended up with about 85 yards and two touchdowns that's awesome yeah you know brand hard Farrakhan junior numbers right there that is that is another another true freshman that's on varsity but you know definitely uh proud of uh ty ty buyers um you know, great family, um, you know, special kid. Another one of those kids that I, that I had the privilege of coaching that superstar level, but humble mentality. Mm -hmm. And that's rare because yeah. normally when kids know they're good, the parents tell them they're good, everybody else tells them they're good. And then we see things happen that yeah. didn't always work out for yeah. their future yeah. because they think they're above everything yeah. else. So very proud of this kid. And I can't wait, you know, and we'll talk a little bit about their next game. But yeah, so that one, um, great win. And then, the Montgomery A&M Consolidated game. So I chose A&M because I was trying to get our records different. And uh, I, I, you know, I hated going against Montgomery. You chose, yeah. But, you know, hey, I don't know. Great job, Montgomery. I don't know if you watched any of that or, or heard oh, about yeah. it in the air, but, I mean, your pick wasn't bad. Yeah. So Montgomery jumps up quick. 14-0, I believe. Mm -hmm. And then A&M Consolidated goes up 28-14. 
So just swings. And then Montgomery scores 21 unanswered points. So you go from 14 unanswered to 28 unanswered to 21 unanswered. And the final score ended up being 35-28. Classic. Classic game. Great job, the Bears of Montgomery. That's awesome. Still undefeated and uh, probably ranked. Up there in, oh, the, in the state. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I so mean, that's, I, yeah, that's they're, they're, yeah, they're definitely top 10 in the state. So, on the 5A level. Um, the, the Thursday. Well, that's it. No, 6A now. I mean, 6A yeah, level. So, so, Thursday night, um, we had uh, Conroe and Grand Oaks. Conroe won 41-35. And they shoot out. Yeah. So, Gerlock, their quarterback, and Williams, Jace Williams, the third, and, and – uh, they got some very talented players, and Coach Hardeman has them playing just excellent this year. So two and zero in district. Um, I think. <laughs> excuse me. I think that's uh, uh, the first time they've uh, done that in in a decade or over a decade. Yeah. And, and uh, you know this. Uh, I can't say enough about their quarterback. The quarterback's awesome. Um, I knew Grand Oaks is a, a lot more improved football team this year. Um, but first year to six A football, yeah. and it is what it is. Yeah. But but you know, it, it, but I don't want to take away from Conroe, right? Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, you still got to get out and produce. And for Garlock to go twenty seven for thirty five for three hundred and ninety nine yards, four touchdowns. He had a QB rating of one fifty two. That's crazy. Yeah, that's I good. mean, he this kid, and people were telling me that oh, he's not going to keep this up in the district. Mm-hmm. Oh, Gerlock is not going to keep this going. He's only doing that in the non-district game because they're not playing anybody. Well, guess what? Y'all are wrong because yeah. <laughs> he's still doing it. Yeah. Now, granted, hadn't played, you know, the College Park yet, hadn't played the Woodlands, and I get that, and I know those games are coming, but for what he's done thus far, right, against which we now see Willis is potentially the real deal. Yep. We'll get to them in a second, but um, – you know, and then Grand Oaks, I mean, a, a scrappy team, that team that wants to arrive, mm-hmm. and they go out and, and, and get the job done. Carmel's still a little bit, the you know, defensively uh, challenged, mm-hmm. right? Uh, however, they're yeah. putting up a, a, a offensive uh, aerosol. It's yeah, fun they've to done, watch. They've done a great job. So, uh, next game, Woodlands and Oak Ridge, and Vinny and I broadcasted that game here from the studio in – Oak Ridge was in the game. Mm-hmm. The first half, they were in the game. Mm-hmm. Steve Smedley was playing um, excellent at quarterback for the War Eagles. And then the second half happened. And, <laughs> and there was a lot of separation. And Matower was Matowering. And Ben Ferguson was Ben Ferguson. And Jabari Reed was Jabari Reading. And it was just. Uh, uh, the defense uh, shut down. Was the, highlight, was the Highlanders highlighting? Yeah, yeah Highlandering, yeah. Yeah, so Highlandering, yeah. The, the Woodlands did. The Woodlands played in the second half like the Woodlands uh, yeah. should play. And, yeah. And they're capable of and mm-hmm. just a dominant, dominant second half performance uh, over a struggling Oak Ridge team with, with uh, youth and uh, some injuries. Um, and, and, you know, so. Yeah. And, I mean, Matar, hey, w- w- one of the top quarterbacks in class of 2024, mm-hmm. uh, 16 for 22, right? Mm-hmm. 329 yards, three touchdown passes, uh, QB rating of 154, right? Mm-hmm. But then also on the ground, because as we all know, he's our Trevor Lawrence of the district, mm-hmm. has a hair to match. Six carries, 26 yards, and he also had a Russian TD yep. as well. So Yeah, he did um, a great job. No, he did a really, really yeah, good job. That second half was just night and day different from the first half, and, and the Woodlands uh, in the second half looked like a, a super good football team. 
And Oak Ridge looked like a great football team in the first half, just kind of uh, fell apart in the in the second half. So great job, Highlanders there. Oh, now move on to the upset. And then the, the upset. upset. Well, you know, I don't know if you call it an yep. upset at the end of the season, but yeah, going into uh, the game. No, upset no. in the d- district mm, champions. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. A no, that's an upset. Yeah. Don't don't water down because so, that's your boys. Uh, <laughs> it's a homerism coming out. So, no, that's an upset. Yeah, Willis, and I've been saying this. Willis is a team to look out for. I think they're going to – I've been saying this for since uh, the beginning of the season with DJ Lagway. Mm-hmm. I think Willis is going to mm-hmm. – Surprise a lot of people and surprise mm-hmm. the Cavaliers. They did mm-hmm. on Friday night. Um, and, you know, um, uh, it went into overtime. Uh, score was tied, I think, 14-14 or 21-21, something like that. But, you know, 14-14 mm-hmm. went into overtime. Both teams score. And then uh, Willis has the ball first, second overtime, scores quickly. And uh, um, the Cavaliers get, get caught in a fourth and one. And, you know, they were – they were caught in a fourth and one in the fourth quarter with two minutes left, and they ran the exact same play that got tackle for loss, negative yards. Yeah. And then they run that same play, and, you know, kind of I'm sure the coaching staff was like, you know, Monday morning quarterback, second guessing. I yeah. can do that all day long, and they probably wish they had that one back. But uh, D.J. Lagway and Willis, he wow. did. And, and here's the deal. I mean, Lagway, another top quarterback of the class of 2024. I mean, which, by the way, that class is nice when yeah. it comes to the QB position. But 23, 23 for 34, um, only 171 yards. Uh, did have a couple of touchdown passes. Had a had a bad interception. Uh, you know, so that obviously dropped his QB rating down. He was at 86.8 on that. Um, he did have 63 yards, and they, and they ran him a lot. He got 14 carries, mm-hmm. right, um, you know, on the game. But here's the deal about Willis that impresses me. Um, they're playing Ironman football out there. They, they got six kids that are getting reps on both sides of the ball with, I believe, three or four of them actually starting mm-hmm. on both sides of the ball. That's unheard of at this level mm-hmm. of football. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but at the end of the day, I think they realize in order to compete – they got to put the best 11 on, on offense the ball, yeah. and on defense. They have to right now, or, yeah. you know, yeah. they're going to be exposed because yeah. I think they're young at those other positions. Yeah, great job by Coach Wall and the, and the, and the uh, Wildcats, uh, Willis and, and – uh, Wildcats. Wildcats, yeah. Wildcats. Yeah, it was a great game. I, I watched it uh, when I got back to the house. I watched our feed here and uh, pretty much watched the second half and, and the overtime and just – um, yeah, I mean, and, and by Willis, the way, Willis just straight out wanted it more, and they took it. So. Yeah, and and now you got me thinking of when we kept saying the Wildcats over and over. You didn't say it like in the song, but remember that movie Wildcats? Absolutely, Goldie Hawn. Absolutely. Hey, but also too, do you know who else had their debuts in that movie? Who? Woody Harrison. Oh yeah, yeah. And Wesley Snipes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. right. Remember, remember that? Being a, yeah. I love that, man. I do. I do. I didn't know that was their first uh, their first big break. That, that was their first big break. Yeah, remember, funny, it was huh? playing yep. in the snow. Yep. Referees whistle blow. <laughs> I remember. Going toe-to-toe. Yeah, to yeah. toe. You got to say it one time. Wildcats. Football. Football, yeah. Wildcats, Wildcats yeah. <laughs> Football. So back to uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, uh, off of our crazy uh, show today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So um, that puts our record. So you got two losses because you chose um, Grand Oaks to beat Conroe, and we both chose College Park to, to beat Willis. And I got two losses because I chose A&M Consolidated to beat Montgomery yep. and also chose yep, College exactly. Park to beat yeah. Willis. So we both went three and two. Overall, we're both seven and three. Hey, so look at that, yeah, man. We got to get some separation. Hey, hey we gotta, bro, it's not, it's not too bad for some <laughs> basketball guys. <laughs> 
You guys hey, playing football? Hey, y'all playing football today? Uh, show up and sign up. Let's yeah, go. So this week's games, Whoa. preview for this week's game, big starting games. 5A, big game for Lake Creek against yes, Huntsville. Against Huntsville, big game. Yeah. So uh, both teams got a lot to play for. I mean, they both need to win out in order to even have a chance to make the playoffs. Lake Creek uh, can control their, their own destiny a little bit more than Huntsville. Huntsville needs a couple of things to kind of go their way. Lake Creek's five and three overall. Huntsville's two and four. But uh, but Lake Creek, you know, they kind of put themselves in the hole, losing those early district games that um, they were favored to win, um, and you know, getting that win against Lamarcus Holiday. But they got to beat Huntsville first, and then a bye week, and you know who who's going to be coming at last <laughs> game of the season. So we'll wait for a couple of weeks. I'm actually glad that we'll be off during their bye week because when we come back, we'll have a lot to talk about. But, yeah, um, you know, big game uh, against Huntsville. It will be at Montgomery uh, Stadium, right? So, uh, big home game, huge game, and, you know, look forward to uh, seeing seeing what happens. we got a big one freshman, you know, Jalen goes today. Um, who uh, who you got? Hey, I, I got to go with my guys. Nope. I, I got to go with Lake Creek. I think Lake Creek is going to do it. Huntsville is going to be probably more talented. You know, they always roll out talent. You remember yep. SCFL days. Mm-hmm. If we were just going to go by talent, yep. Huntsville would have won multiple Super Bowls. However, I took my little SCFL Eagles team out there and got me a Super Bowl, and I think Lake Creek's going to do the same today yep. or, or tomorrow night. Well, I'm looking at the schedule for this weekend. We got to get some separations. We got to make some different things. Oh, so boy. I'm going to go with the Hornets. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against Jalen and, and your boys over there at Lake Creek High School, uh, uh, but we just we gotta we can't have the same record. We no, we can't. So. But I'm telling you now, next year we're gonna have issues. You if you ain't picking Jalen. <laughs> <laughs> well, same with College Park and Aiden. So, oh, uh, fair if, enough. If, if Touche. If, if Touche. So Montgomery Lamar, I think this is an easy one. Oh. Yeah, we ain't gotta I mean, talk yeah. about that. So we both got Montgomery yeah, on that. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. That's not even that's not even go there. So now to six A. Six A we have uh the Woodlands and Grand Oaks. <laughs> yeah. Can we you want to go with that one? I know. Because you want to beat up on my good buddy, Mike Jackson. I don't want to that, beat up that, on Coach. That, I love hey, Coach. Hey, I love I that mean, that's team. my friend. I coach some of those players. He's like a, he's a good dude. <laughs> he's a pond supporter. But can they beat the Highlanders? It's not even close. <laughs> it's not even close. Uh, Jay, Jay and I feel the same yeah. about that one. I don't know if you want to just keep it at that so you yeah. don't say anything yeah. you regret. I mean, but I got friends over there. And, yeah. and I do think Grand Oaks, a couple years from now, we could be having a different conversation. And I look forward to that. Yeah. I look forward to having that. But right now, Grand Oaks they're is not, on the they're, come they're, up. Grand Oaks is on the come up. They're not ready. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not ready. come up. I just think Woodlands is playing too good right now. Um, Grand Oaks needs to just pray that they come out healthy. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I, that's a win. Well, I think I think you know them. they you know if they play perfectly, um, you know I love Jacob Smith so much. He's such a good quarterback. He He's so elusive and yeah. plays really well. But I mean, uh, if they play perfectly, but Willen, and, and, and Willen Willen's, has to have some turnovers or something well, like here's that the deal. just to stay in the game. If yeah. Grand Oaks plays an A plus game and the Willens play a C game, the Willens still win the game. That yeah. is just. Uh, it is what it is right okay. now, right? So I think we both are with the Highlanders. Yep. So the next game, Willis and Oak Ridge. Oh, hey, right, look, Willis coming off the big win. Willis coming, coming off, off big the big win. win. Oakridge coming off a great, great first half. Steve Smedley, I mean, I'm telling you, it was the – I've never seen Steve Smedley look so comfortable in the first half of that game. Yeah. I mean, obvious growth. Yeah. He made one mistake. Um, 
He threw one errant pass, but everything else was calm, cool, collected, mm -hmm. um, comfortable in the pocket. Yep. Got out of the pocket when he needed to, made good throws. Yeah. Um, Which Medley's another quarterback that's yep. in that same class. Yep. Class of 2024. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, the, the district, the future is so bright. Oh, yeah. For the entire district. But anyway, yes. Uh, I, I hear you. I, I'm, a, I'm a East Bentley fan. I mean, ever since, you know, you, you drafted him, or excuse me, you were gifted him. You were gifted him. Let, let's get that. Hot pick. Yeah. I'll never forget. Oh, I got a kid coming in from Salt Lake City, Utah. And I'm thinking, oh, great. He's going to look like you, Eric, except for he's going to be way shorter because that's just what I did. That's wrong of Jay to assume. And the stereotype. Yeah. See, that I can hold myself accountable, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. Stereotype is not a race thing. We all are guilty of it. Mm -hmm. And when I see the, the, the six-foot phenom come yeah. rolling on your team, and I'm like, where do you get that tan from in Utah? <laughs> What is going on? Yeah. And, and and that kid has been been playing great football. But yeah. with that being said, I like Oak Ridge. Obviously, you know, Coach Schmidt has, has a, in my opinion, he, he's a Hall of Famer mm -hmm. in, in my book. However, Willis gets the win. They're at home. I think they're going to build off this momentum of getting, by beating the defending district champs. And, and I think Willis wins this one. Um, and uh, I, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be close. I think two touchdowns or more. All right, I'm going to go Oak Ridge. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're going to have some separation. We don't have to. Remember, I'm going to trust Coach Schmidt and Steve Smedley pull this one out. Hey, we'll just yeah. leave it at that. I, I love it how you like to say over and over that you've got to have separation. So then that way, if I end up beating you, that's going to be your out. <laughs> You know me well, Jay. You know me well. That political correctness. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, Randerson knows me well, right? Oh, he uh, does. Uh, he does. So he does. College Park Conroe. Game, game of the, of the week. week. And it's game of the week because the defending champions, district champions, coming off a tough loss against Willis. So they're fighting back. Conroe on the come up in district, undefeated. Garlock. Todd Buckman. Mm. The, the College Park offensive tools. Um, and then and then Conroe's offensive tool. So, really, it's going to come down to defense. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Cos Park, you know, they it bit them in the butt last week, right? You know, that sluggish first half start. You know, that mm -hmm. that's kind of been the motto. Oh, we always start off slow in the first half, and then we pick it up in the second half. Mm -hmm. You can't keep doing that, yeah. right? Because eventually, as we saw last week, it's going to end up biting you in the butt. Um, you know, Cos Park's got to come out. Fast. Yep. They got to start a game off strong. Yep. They've got to control the game from the jump, mm -hmm. right? Um, yeah, you defensively, know, the secondary's got their work cut out for uh, them. But, but, and, yeah. Right, exactly. But offensively, they've got to stay ahead of those chains. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't think they want to get in a shootout with, with Conroe. No. So, in turn, what do you need to do, right? You need to control the ball. You need to be able to stay in front of those chains. And yeah. then also, too, you got to block Hamilton. And also, too, your best defense. Is actually keeping Gerlach and in, in offensive company yep. on their sideline, yep. right? So you know if if College Park can grind out the clock and they can you know do things, keep moving the football, I, I think College Park could actually uh, you know hold off, but not so fast, my friend. Not so fast. It, something's going on at Conroe, Eric. Something's going on. I don't know what it is. I don't know. It, it's. I don't get it. You know, defensively, like I said, you know, they're they're definitely challenged there. 
Um, they got Hamilton at linebacker, and he's a he plays varsity basketball too. He's a he's a great athlete, dual sport. Yeah, um, yeah. But the, but their secondary seems to be getting torched. I mean, teams are putting up big numbers. Every one of their games has been big numbers, and you know, is is girl like the real deal? And I think we find out this weekend or, or this week rather Friday night that we find out if he's real. Like I'm contemplating I'm going to that game. Uh, well, no. I'll be out of town. Yep. Forgot. I'm out of town for a work trip, but I wish. I'm about to watch it online. Maybe I can watch it online, but it's going to be a, a great game, and um, this is a tough one. There you go. I, I should have thought about this before we started <laughs> the show because I, I thought, you know, I could just go off the cuff like we do every week, but uh-huh. more and more we, we've talked about this game because Cos Park could be coming off of being upset. Now their eyes are wide open. Now they're ready, you know, to get some revenge. Mm. I'm gonna go Conroe. All right, I'm I going like Conroe. It. I like it. I'm gonna go with College Park. Of course you are, my guys, and and uh, I think they they uh, I think they'll bounce back, and uh, it's gonna be a tough game if they don't if they don't uh, get a man on Jace, if they don't get um, um, you know uh, a spotter on on Garlock, if. Uh, uh, they keep the way the ball away from Marcus Scott on defense, uh, who's there, and and just an awesome DB yeah. going to Missouri next year. Mm-hmm. to Missouri. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, if a they don't, pine. if they don't, if they yeah, if they don't <laughs> get a block on um, uh, blocking on Hamilton, um, yeah, I mean it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be a tough one for them. But I think uh, Coach Madison will have them ready to play. Okay. And and uh, yeah, all right. Hey. So yeah, we got some oh. some different picks. So I mean, what do we got? It's separation. like four, four game difference, yeah, huh? Yeah, could be, could be. We'll see. We'll well, see no, I'm it. saying no, but we pick four games differently, I believe. No, just uh, just two. Uh, you know, just Lake Creek and uh, College Park. No. Or no, no, yeah, yeah Willis uh, Oak Ridge. So three. Yeah, three yeah. So yeah, we three. three. Yeah, that's right. Because you went Huntsville, I went Lake Creek. Yep. I went Willis, mm-hmm. and you went – who they playing again? Who? Uh, Oak Ridge. Oak Ridge. That's right. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. And then, and then this last one. That's right. right. Yeah, yeah. So, so we got three. Oh, so, guaranteed. hey, join us on Woodlands Online this weekend to watch some of these uh, games on Thursday and Friday night, the ones at, at Wood Forest Bank Stadium. Uh, Woodlands Online Sports broadcast those from the CISD feed. So uh, that will be awesome. If you can't make it to the game, if you can, go watch some high school football. Yes. We're in the middle of the season. So exciting. All these storylines playing out. College Park lost their defending district championship run, but they can still win it. They're still in it. Um, You know, all this stuff going Uh, on. So, uh, you know, Woodlands is looking tough. So we'll see what happens. We'll be right back after this. Conclude the show. As much as we might try, nobody can be everywhere all the time. That's why at Woodlands Online, we're committed to producing quality video coverage of local news, events, sports, and everything else you don't want to miss. Woodlands Online, your window into the Woodlands. And we're back here with a weekly Fallout sports show. It's been a fun show. Jay and E, it has been a fun show. Jay, Jay Mickens, I always mix up your like Jalen's name. Jay Mickens, Eric <laughs> Endicott here. Hey, so something that's uh, close to Jay and I's heart Um uh, Jay is a board member, and I am the advisory chair for the advisory board for Kaylee Mills Foundation. If you don't know Kaylee Mills, beautiful 16-year-old, October 28, 2017, student at Klein Collins High School, lost her life in a car accident. Uh, she was in the back seat, took her seatbelt off uh, for a second to take a selfie with her friend. Um, the driver of the car lost control of the car while driving, 
and this was going on. Kaylee couldn't put her seatbelt back on, was ejected, died instantly. All three other kids um, were wearing their seatbelt and walked away with minor scrapes and bruises. And, and uh, David and Wendy, um, absolutely amazing parents of Kaylee. David and Wendy Mills created the Kaylee Mills Foundation uh, to bring seatbelt awareness and education uh, to our kids uh, to hope to save lives and, and uh, let everybody know, hey, it's always important to keep your seatbelt on. You never know when chaos is coming at you. Um, so keep your seatbelt on. Um, so something that we're involved with that's, that's super important to us. On December 4th, we're having the uh, Kaylee Mills uh, buckle or uh, buckled in black gala. It's going to be here in the woodlands in Grogan's Point neighborhood at George Turk uh, Turk's house. Amazing venue. It's oh, a yeah. replica White House in West Wing. Uh, we're going to have uh, Senator uh, Congressman uh, Dan Crenshaw as our um, keynote speaker, and also uh, Eric Popeye Doyle, who was a pilot for the Blue Angels, um, uh, as was uh, George Turk, right, the, the right. host. Um, and uh, Matthew Caslick, Commander Caslick, a guy I was my football teammate at Knox back in the day. Nice. Uh, he was the commander of the Blue Angels, so uh, they're going to be there speaking as well. It'll be an awesome night, uh, uh, you know, just to support the foundation, support community service. Uh, we talked about that earlier. Mm -hmm. um, and, and support the Kaylee Mills Foundation. So if you're interested, go to KayleeMillsFoundation.org. Uh, that's Kaylee, K-A-I-L-E-E, -E, Mills, M-I-L-L-S, foundation.org, all one word. Come support the foundation. Um, if you can, uh, it'll be a great event. Yeah, great. And then, you know, also you can see, guys, too, you know, we, we have our sponsorships on the back as well. Um, you know, whether you can help give a little bit or if you just want to attend the event, you know, we are, you know, trying to get some more tables. So, um, you know, great numbers have already shown up, mm -hmm. you know, and so, you know, there's limiting spaces left available. So, you know, if you want to come, you know, you better get online and go ahead and, and, and get your, 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 your tickets now. Yeah, absolutely. So. So that's that with Kaylee Mills Foundation. And, and also, too, I, I think real quick before we transition uh, to the, the last part of the show, uh, you know, I, I talked to David, David Mills, um, you know, the founder of the foundation uh, this morning. And, and I think that, you know, we can be able to get him on the show here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of come fun. talk a little yep. bit more about it and uh, give us a little bit more update of what's going on. A lot of exciting things. You know, we had a, a board meeting. And uh, we had an advisory, our first advisory board meeting last night. Nice. Zoom call. Yep. Nice. So, I mean, a lot of great things that, that are happening for the foundation now, as well as things that we know are going to be coming uh, here in the near future. Yeah, so. we got a lot of great events and we got, uh, I'm not going to steal anybody's thunder, yeah. but we got something that's yeah. just absolutely yep. amazing, amazing, blowing our mind that um, I can't believe it. There's bro. love out there mm -hmm. in, in some of our sponsors and donors to do what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, stay tuned for that. Uh, you're going to be blown away as we were. Um, so happy with that. But we got to get Woodlands online to come cover this. Oh, absolutely. They will. Yeah, as absolutely. well as the, the big surprise that, absolutely. you know, hopefully yeah. we'll be in it. I'm trying to get them to announce at the gala. Yeah. So if you want to know what yeah. me and Eric know, you need to come to the gala. Yep. And like Eric said, this is going to blow your minds. So this week, this this week or this day in sports this history, week, yeah, sports history, yeah. I mean, okay. So uh, for the ones that are new, which Eric and I always conclude the show with this because it's always fun because there's things that you don't know about. For instance, 1910, Eric, the No Blaine Gate. 
it was really called no bling. I just put the gate at the end because it, here's the deal behind that. The National Baseball Commissioner prohibited players from receiving any kind of awards for winning the World Series. The decision was later reversed because they told that dude, you're an idiot. Give us our dang gone bling bling. And it paved the way for traditional rings of today. Not only in baseball, but for all sports. Can you imagine a commissioner? Why? You win a World Series and you can't get a ring? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. That's a terrible uh, commissioner, Eric. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you. Yeah, that's yeah, terrible. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Um, also in 1910. Oh. Also in baseball. What? The first appearance of a court center baseball <laughs> in the World Series. Could it be the World Series where you want to give them rings? Exactly. Exact same one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, 1910, the first. So I guess they just put some yarn together <laughs> and put a baseball on it, you know, like put the baseball cover on some yarn. Like, yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, first first appearance of a corked baseball, corked center baseball in uh, in World Series, 1910. What wow. else you got? I got, hey, 1989. This segment's called Coming Clean, Eric. Coming Clean. Coach Charlie Francis who worked with disqualified sprinter Ben Johnson, right? We all know who Ben Johnson is. The, he was the American great, and then he became the American disgrace. Um, admits in a federal inquiry that the 1988 Olympic 100-meter champ knowingly took steroids. Ah, well, they all knowingly take steroids. <laughs> yeah, but I, mean, but I think he, he admitted, because remember Ben was saying that he I, didn't know. I swear, Commission, I, I tripped, I fell on I, that needle, and I, I popped some steroids yeah, I, at me. I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know. mean to. I, I fell asleep, and I woke up, <laughs> and I felt extra energy in my body. Uh, I don't know what happened. Yeah, anyway. Super strong. Super strong. 1964, babe. Braves asked the National League to allow them to leave Milwaukee and head to Atlanta. Hot oh, Atlanta. baby. So the ATL. 1964. That's when uh, Atlanta, or the Braves got to Atlanta. Wow. It's, dude, so Milwaukee's actually had it tough. And now, granted, they did make it up with the Bucks winning a, a championship. So I'm actually even happier now for Milwaukee hearing that because, dude, they, remember, they lost the Lakers. Mm -hmm. And then they lost the Braves. And remember... You know, what year was that? 64? Remember the Braves were actually starting to be good, the late 70s, and then they had that run. Yeah. Remember the 90s when they won, like, yeah. like six or st seven straight, yeah. you know, AL, I mean, NL East pennants? Yeah. I mean, we, we already know what the Lakers did. Yeah. Can, I, can I do my last one before you do your last one? Okay. Okay. Speaking of steroids. <laughs> <laughs> I hope there's no Polish people watching this. So, 1964, um, Poland... Polish 4 by 100 meter women's relay team runs a world's record 43.6 to beat the U.S. by 0.3 seconds and win the gold medal in the Tokyo Olympics. Oh. Yeah. Oh, but then he lost it because of steroids? No, no, they got it. I'm just saying they beat the U.S. and, and oh. it, was it was Poland. Oh, it was Poland. I mean, come on. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> they got I'm just joking, people. Hey, if you're from Poland, I'm sure they weren't steroided up. However, oh. I know for a fact that East Germany, when they came to the 1984 Olympics, <laughs> was definitely steroided up because I saw them up close and personal in it, LA when I went. So, oh. yeah, hey, no, I told another story, man. It's, it's, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, but I'll, but but in fairness, yeah. in fairness, you know, there there, there was a, a bomb sled team in, from Kenya 
Yep. Or oh, that was a movie, but yep. still, all the same. Everybody, John I mean, Candy, yeah, you know, I mean, rest in peace. Yeah. But hey, he he created I a bobsled team. Me too. Yeah. I was wondering, like, where are you going to train in Kenya? It's not even anywhere cold. I don't know. Anyway, all right, my last one. And this is, this is a great one to end on because we were just talking about Hot Atlanta. Um, 1996. Uh, this segment is called Alone on the NBA Coaching Mountain. So there's Mount Rushmore, and then you got like another mountain on top of that. This guy's by himself. Bill Russell? No, no. Bill will be on that mountain for a lot of reasons. <laughs> he, he's a champ that ain't got nothing to do with basketball in my book. But yeah. anyway, I digress. Lenny Wilkins becomes the first coach in NBA history to reach 1,000 career victories. Uh, longtime NBA man did so when the Atlanta Hawks defeated the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yep. So Wilkins, great coach. Great coach. I liked him a lot. I did too. He players seemed to always love to play for him. You never heard anything negative about when about I was a kid, I had a Dominique Wilkins poster of him like doing some <laughs> yeah. some sort of duck. But no, good stuff. Uh, we love sports. We love history. We love history and sports. We love our little league parents and families, <laughs> regardless how fired up anyone yeah. gets about any little league topic. We, lo- we, we and, love we love our sprinters uh, in Poland. We love our sprinters in <laughs> Poland, and we definitely love all the high school football teams, not only in CISD but Montgomery County. We are homers, and by homers, <laughs> we mean Montgomery County. Uh, so, for Jay and Eric, um, signing off on the weekly fallout. Be sure to join us this weekend to watch. Uh, the Wood Forest Bank Stadium CISD football games uh, live stream on Woodlands Online Sports and anything else? Yeah, no, man, it's a fun show. Uh, it, it was action packed. I think this is going to be one of the uh, highest rated shows we 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 will have in, in this young uh, we'll you know see, we'll season. See, we'll see if we get any phone calls or text messages. <laughs> oh, sure. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week.